All right, welcome everyone to this new episode of Jury of Drunken Opinion. Yeah, you get to wait some more for more drunken jurors, so go fuck yourself. Take two. Take two. Yes, we uh, Zoom didn't like us last time, so it decided to just crash on my PC at the end yep. of the uh, last recording. So, uh, cool. so attempt number two, jokes will be uh, much worse than the first set, uh, yep. one that you guys don't get to see. So, yeah. Uh, Adam's so, not eating the entire time, so that's yeah, going to be... I'm not I'm not eating. Also, I don't remember anything from the last episode. Yeah, so maybe... maybe <laughs> so here's the fun part about this one. Adam actually has to partake in this one. Uh, or otherwise, there's nothing, and it's just me reading a script that I wrote poorly. <laughs> I'll try to make the same shitty jokes I made last time. Um, Jeff, grow, just get fucking blackout right now, and then it's essentially like you weren't here. I don't have enough to get blackout <laughs> right now. God damn it! But I'm Jeff. I'm Adam. I'm Nick. And this You're is Charles de Gaulle. Oh. <laughs> so cl- how about we burn his what? house down and blame what? it on Winston Churchill? What yes. is <laughs> what? What do Disney Channel and Charles de Gaulle have in common? Have have <laughs> in have in common. <laughs> Um, hmm. They, ah, uh, no. Charles de Gaulle. Hmm. Subtle, but not that bad racism. <laughs> what, what era of Disney Channel are we talking about? Late 1990s. <laughs> okay. See, we, if you would have gave me that, maybe I could have got this. <laughs> I thought we were talking present day. <laughs> We were not and, uh and a very Hitlery mustache. Um Disney right. Channel has Hitler. No, but Walt Disney did. Um yeah. technically Jojo Rabbit's owned by Disney. What does that Hitler mustache? Hitler mu- I, I was just saying Walt Disney kind of had a Hitlery mustache. Oh. He had a mustache. I think you had a this mustache. Is, this idea of a mustache. But also no, you had. I mm. that's not a beard. I, I don't like any of you. All right. What's happening? <laughs> porn. porn. This, yeah. is, this is the saddest dog. porn I've ever oh, seen in my life. Sorry, I'm disappointed yeah, yeah. to be a part of it. Um, I can start masturbating if you'd like. <laughs> I pick up a little bit. <laughs> Just All don't right. turn around. <laughs> that flat ass is going to turn me off again. Uh, well, I'm not going to ask what you guys know about Charles de Gaulle because <laughs> you guys know all of it now. <laughs> I still know nothing. Adam still knows nothing. I learned nothing the first time. Okay. <laughs> all right, so that, you know, half and half. We have all heard the great names of World War II. Roosevelt, Churchill, Stalin, the big three. Leaders that while not oh, Wait, always... hold on, hold on. We got to go back to, like, the first recording. No, it's Roosevelt. It... <laughs> Wait, did I talk about which Roosevelt? No, yes, you did. Actually. All right. <laughs> it's nice. I brought it up last time and was immediately put in my place. Oh my god. <laughs> I love I love having intro monologues that get interrupted, as all monologues do. Porn hub. I just play the Pornhub music over the next sentence. Nick says, "Sasquatch." <laughs> dumb, big dumb. What do I bother? The big three. I don't leader. know. I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> on, on, where's a gun? I know I have one. Cokes on you. I just started dropping. Them. <laughs> I came over earlier today. <laughs> I knew this was happening. We have all heard. The great names of World War II. Roosevelt, Churchill, 
Stalin, Stalin, the big three. Leaders that, while not always friends, stared down the death of Western civilization and did not blink. Fewer will know, but may still recognize the great names of generals Patton, Montgomery, Zhukov. Uh, one third of those were child molesters. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Montgomery. Uh, then there is a man who was both a general and a leader of a nation in, in exile. Brigadier General Charles de Gaulle was a man who was more than a symbol or a leader. In, in his eye, in the eye of many of his countrymen, he was France. When Churchill I mean, was, at, when we get to it later, he basically made himself France. <laughs> did make himself France. Yes, <laughs> he. It was. It, it was. It's kind of <laughs> like when uh, you got a poop, and you make the ground you're standing on your toilet. That's okay. the same way Charles de Gaulle made himself France. I was gonna say it's like me going over there and just claiming I run France. Kind of, yeah. That, yeah. Um, my britches are now a toilet. When Churchill was asked if de Gaulle was a great man, he responded by saying he is selfish. He is arrogant. He believes he is the center of the world. You're right. He is a great man. That's the replace the real <laughs> shitty. That's the replace the real shitty quote I had from the last one. Okay, well, Jeff, that's that was just yeah. for you. Yeah. yeah, the last one was pretty bad. Yeah, well. I wish I could remember it, but I, I remember <laughs> I remember talking major shit about it. Yeah, that's fine. We don't need to ever talk about that. Uh, in the JDO on Emperor Hirohito, we had a common theme throughout the episode. Fuck France. Well, for all you French apologists listening, I have two things to say. Why? And two, here you go. Fuck now, France. Fuck, fuck France. Um, now, there are a lot of reasons to hate on France. Uh, from a failed attempt to conquer all of Europe by a 5-6 Italian to blatant war crimes against humanity in uh, the quest of colonialization. But outside of being a meme, World War II is honestly not one of them. This has a lot to do with the Battle of France, which lasted from May 10th to June 25th, 1940. A whole six weeks where France did their absolute best to hold the stagnant 280-mile defensive line that was essentially a nine billion dollar trench with fortresses and artillery. We did. I, I converted. It's this a lot last of money. It's, it's like so seventy. Much money. Yeah, it's like yeah. seventy-two billion. So much now. money. Yeah. Um, this was constructed from 1929 to 1938, but would have been a fantastic defense against, say, the British or the Soviets, whose entire wartime strategy was they can't kill all of us. Who needs to maneuver? Whereas the Germans' entire plan was. Fast moving agile armor and mechanized infantry that shattered the French defenses. But we'll be talking about that later. Charles Andre Joseph Marie de Gaulle was born Marie. November. Yes. Was born November 22nd, 1890 in Lille, France, bordering Belgium. He was the third of five children born to Jean and Henry de Gaulle. Jean, Jane, whatever. Coming from a long line of professors and politicians, he is what today would be considered upper middle class. Um, his family early on drilled the importance of history, patriotism, and his Catholic faith. Sorry, that's my dog. What is happening? <laughs> that was my dog. <laughs> no, I was just staring at Adam for interrupting my Catholic faith. Oh, for burping? Yeah. <laughs> that's more real than God. <laughs> 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 We've had, that episode. we've had that episode 
<laughs> now here it is again. <laughs> I just edit out the rest of this and let the episode start here. At 15, he wrote an essay about how he would lead the French army in the inevitable war against Germany to avenge the defeat of 1870, which is basically the same as me at 15 writing a fan fiction about nuking Vietnam. De Gaulle would graduate 13th in his class of about 200 from St. Cyr, France's elite military academy, which is essentially West Point, um, in 1912. De Gaulle would start his, his trend of predicting changes in military tactics around this time. He wrote a paper on how cavalry charges were going to be mostly obsolete in, le- in the next large-scale war due to advances in machine guns and the invention of barbed wire. Uh, he, let, he felt that French decline in military power was due to an over-reliance on volume of fire and moving away from Napoleonic movements and maneuvering. These ideas were not wrong. Uh, they were already being proven correct but with the end of the U.S. Civil War turning into essentially just trench warfare light. And the Russo-Japanese War, which was just a huge dress rehearsal for World War One, that got completely ignored because of racism. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Of uh, course. Japanese people aren't white, therefore they're not real people and can't think about strategy. I That's can't a... wait to edit the intro music into here. <laughs> 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 Nick's real-life quote. <laughs> The Great War would start in August 1914, and de Gaulle would be a platoon commander for the 33rd Regiment of the French 5th Army. Unfortunately, the French commander still thought he was fighting the Prussians and had his men performing bugle-led bayonet charges against German machine guns and artillery. Picture that, why don't you? Yeah. I love to think of just, like, (laughs) Civil War-era America with a drummer boy heading the front line. Just charging an MG-30? Yeah, with a with a panzer on the other end yeah that's essentially what it was to be clear because that actually reads weird i'm not talking that wasn't de gaulle that ordered that charge that was his commanding officer who was like 80 so um but on august 15th de gaulle would get shot in the knee at the battle of dinah in southwestern france uh he would return as company commander in october he would be promoted to captain for leading intelligence gathering operations across no man's land in early 1915, earning the Cru de Gere. I'm not going to pronounce that right. Um, but also, I this will is... say that was better than the last time. Oh, okay. There you go. Um, this is essentially just crawling across dirt and corpses and piss to listen. I mean, that's all intelligence <laughs> gathering was just <laughs> crawling halfway through, trying to not get your head shot off by a sniper. In March, he was shot in his left hand with, with it becoming infected later, because days later, because trenches are just nasty. He would return in September and would be taken prisoner on March 2nd. That kind of sucks at his job. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, all of these things are like years apart. So. I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, he would be... <laughs> After he would return, he would be taken prisoner on March 2nd, 1916, during the Battle of Verdun. After he, after he was stunned by an artillery shell, stabbed in the thigh by a bayonet and gassed. Um, I mean, he's persistent, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Resilient, nonetheless, but... Yep. Uh, the Germans pulled a six-foot-five ass out of a shell crater and threw him in a POW camp. God, he was tall as shit. <laughs> Did they have to dig the trenches slightly deeper for him? <laughs> Or did you have to walk like hunched I think, over? I think standard height for a trench was like 
Yeah, wasn't it like six and a half feet? Yeah. He had like Which an is inch. what he is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had like an inch. So. Yeah, but... Don't we all? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a different episode. Gotcha. While he was a while he was a POW, he made five escape attempts through from various uh, POW camps. Um, oh these, yeah, we talked about this last yeah. time because he's yeah. just a six foot five motherfucker just walking out. Jeff, we talked about all of this last time. We did not. <laughs> no, this, that first this bit was literally didn't happen. Yeah. yeah. In one of his escape attempts, he uh, pretended to be a nurse. Um, and then there was just various digging Doesn't holes he have like a and really tunnels. Dumb mustache. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yep. And it's kind of it's like it's like this. It's, it's not quite. It doesn't have the the right angles of a Hitler mustache, but it's close. POW camps, like German POW camps for uh, French prisoners, weren't the worst thing in the world. Um, they weren't good, but like they weren't World War II German POW camps. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Woo. Um, so much better. Yeah. Uh, you die by disease, not a gunshot to the back of the head. At the end of the war in 1918, he went home and complained <clears throat> to his father he didn't get to fight in more of it. Well, yeah, he got fucking shot, stabbed, concussed, thrown into Gassed. prison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Infected, maybe he did. <laughs> he had gangrene. Maybe, maybe he should have dodged some stuff a couple times and. <laughs> Maybe he could have fought a little bit longer. And, he, and I can guarantee you, he had dysentery. Because everyone in the trenches had dysentery at some point or another. Just shitting themselves. <laughs> yeah, there was no one in World War One who didn't have dysentery at some point. <clears throat> so, remember all that stuff I was saying about de Gaulle writing that the future of warfare was going to be fast and mechanical? Tanks. Tanks. War Thunder. Um, good game. Well, yeah, good game. Well, in 1933, he wrote, Vers l'armée de I think that's better than last time. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Talk or, in English, towards the professional army. He would point out that France's 320,000-man army would be impossible to maintain for a long period of time and would propose a 100,000 elite force with 3,000 tanks. He envisioned tank warfare as cavalry, which is distinctly different from pre- previous JDO subject Erwin Rommel, who saw it more as a sea battle. Granted, Rommel was fighting in a desert and de Gaulle was fighting in not a desert yet, but the strategy that de Gaulle was promoting with tanks was noticed by Heinz Guderian, one of the early proponents of, the, of Blitzkrieg for the Germans. So, in short... A Frenchman wrote one of the first hypotheticals that would inspire the German commander who would invade almost all of Europe, including France. So, yeah. It's amazing uh, how war is just people stealing other people's ideas. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. If I remember correctly, I think both sides of the Russo-Japanese war were using Maxim machine guns. <laughs> like, probably. Like actual, just legit Maxim machine guns. On September 1st, 1939, Germany launched its invasion of Poland. Two days later, on September 3rd, France, along with England, Australia, New Zealand, India, Tonga, Transjordan, Morocco, and Tunisia, declared a war on Germany. De Gaulle. Civ game. (laughs) (laughs) On huge map with all of them. Uh, De Gaulle was put in charge of the French 5th's army. French 5th Army's tanks and would take part in the SAR offensive. 
This was France's attack into Germany in September 1939, which went about as well as we all expected. Um, France uh, would conquer Germany, and uh, the French border is now along that of Austria. So that's history now. <laughs> yeah. I would like to point out all this is history. <laughs> but that didn't happen. After getting their asses kicked, uh, asses kicked, they would retreat back to France a month later. In May of 1940, Germany would look at the Minot line uh, and saw a very nice defense and decided to sucker punch Belgium again. God damn Belgium. Uh, one of my favorite quotes uh, by Charles de Gaulle is, Belgium is a country invented by England to annoy France. <laughs> Not wrong. And to fuck up the Congo. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and the Congo. Again, the Congo. Maybe one day we'll talk about that. I was going to say, maybe we should just do a whole little series on the Congo Honestly, Belgium, because that was a bad time. Honestly, I think we could just make a, the Congo episode of normal uh, <laughs> drunk jerks. That, that do be the plan, yeah. We'll yeah. Just, uh, yeah. It'll be a collab. <laughs> it's a bad time. It's, God, it's not pleasant. Um... We follow it up with Rwanda. <laughs> oh, yay! The War Crimes Podcast. I'm in town. I'm, in, I'm loving this. We I only cover war crimes now. I can't wait to be clinically depressed after two episodes. Uh, I'm going to be clinically depressed going into the first one after doing the research. It's, it's so not good. The Germans would cut through northern France, uh, through north France in Belgium, uh, the Netherlands and Luxembourg and pushed the Allied forces to Dunkirk by May 23rd with the final British troops evacuating on June 4th. On June 5th, Germany looked at the rest of the Minot line and uh, consisting of 60 French and two French and two British divisions and with a combination of mobility and air support shattered the remaining defenses. Germany would enter Paris unopposed on June 14th. An armistice would be called on June 24th. On July 10th, the French Third Republic would be dissolved, and in its place would stand Vichy France. The yeah, Third Republic, wonderful part of France. Yeah, uh, the Third Republic is currently the longest surviving French government at 70 years. In 2028, the current Fifth Republic will take the rec- that record if France actually doesn't have a revolution in the next. Hold on, what time is it? I don't know. I'm thinking next May. They like revolutions in May. It's spring. It's a nice time to be outside. Yeah, it's a good time to start a revolution. (laughs) Really, the best time is during wartime, apparently. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. (laughs) You know what's happening over there? Fuck that. You know what I have a problem with? Our country. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the end of the French Third Republic. Um, And then Vichy France. So the reason they called it Vichy France is that the president picked up all of France's government and put it in Vichy instead of Paris. (laughs) Real original. While de Gaulle was already relatively famous in France, his rise to power was not done in a vacuum. The prime minister of the Third Republic during its downfall was Paul Renaud. Renaud? um, Renaud? No, there's no end there. Renaud. Who, refusing to... (laughs) Renaud. Renaud? Um, <laughs> who naying off. Yeah. off with all of France's public funds and then a little whip hey string bean have two grand 
uh, Renaud, Ren- whatever, Paul, Paulie, <laughs> Paulie uh, refused to negotiate with Nazi Germany uh, and resigned on June 16th. After his resignation, but before he lost control of the government funds, he sent de Gaulle on a plane to London with 100,000 gold francs. June 17th, Reynard uh, officially stepped down. Now we're calling him Paulie. Fine. (laughs) On June 17th, Paulie officially stepped down and recommended that the French president appoint World War I war hero Marshal Pétain. It's probably Pétain. Good one, man. I'm really, I'm really appreciating your uh, input in this one. Marshal Patton <laughs> to be prime minister. Yeah, I know the burps and then the whatever the fuck that was. Patton led the French army to, to victory at the Battle of Verdun and would head the peacetime army. He was a highly respected and he was highly respected and had national recognition. It was assumed that he would negotiate an honorable surrender. Instead, he dissolved the Third Republic. And created Vichy France, which was just a German sock puppet that killed Jews. Uh, at the end of the war, Patton would be convicted of treason and sentenced to death. He was given life in jail for his service in World War I and because he was 88 years old. While Patton was in France selling himself to put Nazis in power, de Gaulle was in England meeting with Churchill, calling Patton and all members of Vichy traitors. Many, hist- many historians have concluded that de Gaulle was with his immediate condemnation of Vichy and the Nazi regime saved the honor of France, something that de Gaulle would vehemently agree with. From London, he would have meetings with leaders and give speeches broadcast into France. In 1943, de Gaulle would transfer his government to Algiers. It's important to understand Vichy really only controlled mainland France. Colonial France, such as North Africa and Southeast Asia, were firmly loyal to the ideals of the Third Republic. In Algiers, Algiers, French colonial troops and free French fighters led aggressive and successful defenses against German and Italian aggressors. So, in the eyes of de Gaulle, the free French Algiers and the free French Algiers uh, was as much of France as Paris. During this time, Eisenhower promised that French forces would be transferred from North Africa to England in preparations for Normandy. If anyone was going to liberate Paris, it would be the French. During the rest of the war, and especially before the invasion of Normandy, tensions began to rise between the U.S., U.K., and France. De Gaulle wanted to be recognized as the rightful leader of France by the Allies, but Roosevelt refused, stating that the Allies would establish a provisional government until elections could be held, calling De Gaulle an apprentice dictator. Oh, this seems about right. Uh, this became such a problem that he refused to send radio messages into France telling the French resistance to follow the orders of the Allies Churchill who valued American relations much more than French uh, would would become so tired of de Gaulle he became irate and demanded he be taken back to Algiers in chains if needed Paris would be liberated in August 1944 de Gaulle would give a speech declaring the continuation of the Third Republic and the liberation of France He would be acknowledged as the ruler of France about a month later. De Gaulle would refuse all medals and honors offered to him by foreign governments. He stated that leaders of nations do not earn medals, and as he he was France, it would be inappropriate to accept them. So, like, you didn't see uh, Roosevelt getting the Victorian cross from England because he was president. Hmm. You didn't see Churchill with 
presidential medal. I don't know. He might have gotten the presidential medal for freedom. Mm. I don't know. I don't remember. I'm not going to look that up. We should burn down his house and blame it on we, Churchill. Why are, why are we yes. burning? Whose house are we burning down? Yes. <laughs> and why are we blaming it on Churchill? Yes. Because okay. Churchill did it. Yeah. Churchill burnt down the house. And Therefore, Nick, we would blame him for it. If you would like to know the intricacies of Jeff and mine's entire comedic outlook for the next You can months, go to Patreon. Patreon and... <laughs> Watch Ghost at the one dollar tier. At the one dollar tier, you can watch Ghost of the Movies, <laughs> where I make Jeff watch brand new movies, and sometimes Jeff picks up stupid <laughs> things to say. <laughs> That's my favorite right. one so far. What's the cheese thing from Facebook though? Cheese thing from Facebook. Brie what? tagged you in it, Jeff, and I thought oh. it was hilarious. Oh the fuck! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Hold on, let me fucking pop that up. Oh. I want this to end every podcast with it. Um, what is it? No, it's that not easy it. being cheesy. Yes, <laughs> no, it's not that. It's not, but Do oh, no. I've actually seen that meme like the pat like twelve times the past week. So, oh, stay fresh, cheese bags. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue, Nick. <laughs> Thanks. Thank How oh, I end my streams now. Whatever that was about cheese bags, that actually made more sense. Than, I, no, I got I got a cheese requited quote for you from Requated. Charles de Gaulle. Yeah, I got a cheese requited quote for you from Charles de Gaulle. <laughs> um, de Gaulle once said that it is impossible to unite a nation with 263 different types of cheeses. I believe you because fuck, I do a lot of things for cheese. No, I'd go no. Republican for cheese. <laughs> I don't think he would. I don't no. think it would, I, I, I would do the other thing. I absolutely refuse to go into detail on French politics again. Um, mostly out of principle, but also out of self-dignity. But in short, the Fourth Republic was founded and died in the span of 12 years. This was due to internal strife as well as a colonial failure in Indochina in Algeria. In 1958, the Fifth Republic was founded and Guyana became the first independent French colony. Uh, Guyana is a country in Western Africa. Um, Wait, we're in 1958 now? Yeah. Who the fuck won the war? Uh, Germany. Twice. Esprit is Deutsch. This is as far as that joke goes. This is good. That, no, no, that's it. Um, Nick's over here acting like Jojo Rabbit. I don't know what that means. Oh, watch the video. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Things are falling over. Now, where are they? France, when a colony declared independence, does this fun thing where they pick up literally everything and leave from resources to infrastructure, everything. So while Algeria wanted independence, they didn't want to be absolutely fucked. So they fought to drive the French out and to like basically have them leave their shit. Um, with the founding of the Fifth Republic, de Gaulle would de-escalate the war and acknowledge Algerian independence without picking up the roads on the way out. In 1969, France would become the world's fourth nuclear power, something that de Gaulle abdicated for, abdicated for while in... That's not the right use of abdicated. Um, you're abdicated, saying, abdicated, abdicated. Yeah, I was like, you're saying yeah. advocated, and I'm, I'm like... Say, oh. I'm saying abdicated, and abdicated is when you resigned from power yeah uh advocated 
for uh, while in and out of office, saying it was required for an independent Europe. He would refuse to sign a partial test ban treaty and continued nuking uh, the South Sahara. <laughs> Uh, 700 miles west of Algeria. Yeah, he said, "Nah, no, we're not gonna stop testing nukes above ground." And also, fuck you, Algeria. 1958, De Gaulle would begin the process of distancing France from NATO, thinking that it was too focused around England and the U.S., which is not incorrect. Um, if France were to join NATO, predictions, uh. Protections would need to be included. Actually, first off, this isn't France joining NATO. This is France staying in NATO. NATO, France is a founding member of NATO and left. Um, but if France were to stay in NATO, protections would need to be include would need to include a French overseas territory, which England didn't even have. Um, I don't think Australia was a part of NATO for a time. I don't even know if Australia is a part of NATO now. Um, as thank you, Jeff. Thank you for efforting this. He's uh, actually just looking up porn about <laughs> NATO. Aus- you got me. He's uh, um, looking up the Australian prime minister that shit his pants in McDonald's. Yeah, you got me. Yep. Uh, Australia is not one. Yeah, Australia is not a part of NATO. So, so yeah, Australia, which is one of the four most British colonies didn't have NATO protection. Uh, with NATO refusing, de Gaulle demanded all U.S. nukes be removed from French territory. He would make over he would make overtures to the USSR, hoping to give them another negotiation option. But the Kremlin never viewed France as a world power, suspecting that in a war France would return to the Anglo-American sphere. De Gaulle would retire in 1969 and would die in 1970, two weeks two weeks before turning 80. His death marked the end of an era. He was the last Western leader of World War II to die, survived only by Chiang Kai-shek and Hirohito as World War II leaders. Uh, Chiang Kai-shek being the uh, de facto leader of Taiwan and Hirohito being Hirohito. Uh, in the eyes of the French, he was close to a god. He was the savior. Uh, he, w- he was the savior of not just the French nation, but the French peep- people. Peep it. <laughs> I claim thyself the savior of the French people. Savior of the French people and soul. Whatever. De Gaulle is the De Gaulle is the French is to the French as Washington is to the Americans. A giant among men. Washington standing at six two, and De Gaulle at six five. Both were alliance who looked into the abyss and saw a brilliant fate for their people. De Gaulle was just an ass. Granted, he wasn't a slaveholder, so it's really again, it's it's apples and oranges all around. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, that's it. That that's yeah, all fuck France. <laughs> Woo! There you go. There you got like forty minutes of pro France propaganda. I am I'm not paid by the it. French. I am not paid by the French government. France, if you want to throw a couple francs this way, you know who to call. Give we'll me a baguette. Shitting on you. I just want the I'll, baguette. I'll take one of those fancy snails. I don't, well, I don't want one of your no, if there, hold on. If if any sponsor in France wants to sponsor us, we'll fucking eat snails on the podcast. I don't. I don't want. I don't, we'll I make don't it a Patreon me. video. <laughs> I want all you to fucking snail, shell and all. Let's go. That's how you. That's, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't.
I mean, snails are just shrimp of land. Not at all. Snails are underwater. <laughs> Not the way I use them. Also doesn't make sense. All right. I, I don't want to be here anymore. Can I go right. home? Well, thanks everyone for listening. If you go down in the description of this episode, you can find our link tree, which will take you to our Patreon and to all of our social medias. Um, also, if you go to the, it's the misfitfaction.com. What is it? Is it .com? I don't know off the top of my head. Yes. Is it on it's our own mis- tree It's yet? misfit <laughs> You know, I should probably get around to doing it's, that. It's, it's misfitfaction.gov. It's uh, not. Backslash FBI <laughs> forward slash ATF. It will be. It will be in this thing. Cool. Yeah. So click on that to go <laughs> see the Misfit Faction website, which we were also on, and you can go listen to all the Misfit Faction's fun, wonderful stuff. Um, on Patreon, if you go for the one dollar tier, you join our Discord and you get access to the, uh, the, the the movie podcast that Adam and I do. Because I don't watch movies, and Adam like moves, likes movies, movies and stuff. <laughs> movies. Movies. <laughs> <laughs> This isn't stuffed at all. <laughs> this entire this is what happens when we fail at fucking <laughs> uh, three dollar tier. Only good the first time we yeah. record an episode. After three dollar tier, you get the unedited video version of all these podcasts. Why would you want that? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe you're wild. Uh, Nick, do the fucking roar. Wolf. <laughs>